I've got an interesting episode for you today on storytelling secrets. We're going to talk about how to use stories to overcome objections before they even happen inside of a sales call. Let's go. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. today is Kate Hall Lacey. She's another Aussie and she is also a sales and mindset mentor and she really helps people who aren't that comfortable with sales, not particularly that type of people but people who have that fear, that unease of, of presenting their, their value, their offer out to the marketplace. She's really good at helping people do that and so that's why I want to get, on, get her on the show today so that she also really likes to use stories inside of her sales process. So we're going to get into the weeds today of how to use stories to overcome obje- objections, um, a few other stuff but more importantly as well, you know, how do you approach those objections, how do you get rid of those objections before they even happen. So hope you enjoy my conversation today with Kate Hoare Lacey. And also, if you want to get her three easy closing questions that lead to a yes, I'm going to leave that in the show notes below. Other than that, let's get into today's podcast. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. My name is Jules Dan and I'm joined by Kate Hoare Lacey. She is a sales and mindset mentor and a coach, and I'm super pumped to have a chat with you today, Kate. How's everything going? Can you tell my audience a little bit who you are, about who you are and uh, what's what's your key focus on that you're working on right now? Sure. Hey, Jules. It's really good to be here. Uh, it's really nice to be, I must say, on an Aussie podcast because recently I've been getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, 1 a.m. in the morning and uh, staying up to 10 p.m. at night. Oh. I know. Don't like not, the one AMs. No, the one AM is not brilliant. Even the six AM. I usually, I usually have a, a two-hour morning routine that involves yoga, meditation, writing, and so for me to be able to string full sentences together at six o'clock in the morning is, um, is not pleasant. Uh, yeah. So it's really good to be here and on at, at a, a ten thirty hour time. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You said two hour morning routine. Mine's very similar. Does that mean you get up at five and it finishes at seven, or is it like a six to eight one? Or how do you, how do you run yours? Um, I actually tend to work late and I get up later. So I have done the five a.m. thing. And during my summit last year, I was getting up at about five thirty in the morning to get mm. everything done and working late, which is not a favorite thing to do. I like to have a bit of work life balance. But I actually usually get up at eight and do my mindset and everything else till 10 and yoga uh, and yep. a beautiful breakfast. And then I kick off the day. Um, so that works really well for me. Um, and yeah, and then I work a little bit later than potentially some other people. Yeah. So but a bit about me, Jill. So I am a sales and video coach and mindset mentor. And the reason why I love both of those areas is because most people don't like those areas. They are the areas that a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with. 
Um, but what we'll probably talk about later on today is in my life, it's oftentimes those things we have the most resistance around that get us those breakthroughs that we're really looking for. Um, so, and I often find that if you can really apply yourself, especially in sales, you get much, you, you get quite quick um, wins. Sometimes it's just tweaking a few things in the sales conversation process. And I've had people go from selling almost no one to selling pretty much everyone. It's, it's amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. No one is everyone. Yeah. It's amazing. The difference it can make. Um, and I never teach any salesy pushy techniques on the opposite to all of that. It should be always win for you, win for them. Uh, but stuff that is tailored to you, that should feel good to you. Yes. You'll still come up against some resistance, but lean on into it because again, that's where you're going to get those breakthroughs Yeah, and in yourself as well. You know, do you not find Jules that, Mm. Especially being an entrepreneur, it is one of the best self-help oh. kind of courses you can do, right? Yeah, the amount of journaling entries I'm, I've write, I'm like, I'm going to write the world's best book on self-image and self-respect and all that sort of stuff because wow. there's just so, so much of a, a roller coaster of like yeah. emotions you're going through. and Yeah, uh, yeah. that's it. Idiot. You're always coming up against your own... I don't know. You've got to be really aware of what you're thinking. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there is currently thinking, this is so hard. This is so hard. Oh, my God, why is this so hard? I remember doing that a couple of years ago. And um, I remember recognising that I was thinking that thought over and over again. And I just simply changed that to, this is so easy. Why is everything so easy? Wow, everything's happening so easily. And just a whole lot of things resolved within about an hour or two and things became easier. Um, so it can be as simple as changing a repetitive thought to something that's the opposite, making a game out of it, making light about it. But yeah, you have to be really conscious of what's going on internally, uh, what you really don't want to do and why you don't want to do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting, and that's why I think being an entrepreneur is so fulfilling and why some of those really top entrepreneurs are pretty, they've got a lot of energy. And I think it's because they've set a lot of this energy free from the parts in themselves that they may not have explored had they not become an entrepreneur yep. or the parts of themselves um, that they have been resisting bringing to the fore because of fear. And they've just hit that time and time again, uh, you know, their resistance and their fear and they've come through it and they've learned and they've grown and they've failed and they've gotten up again. And, mm. and, and, and that's why they have all this personal power. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting you said that all these resistance and like the fear and I know fear of rejection is is freaking massive and, and it stops a lot of people getting from success. We did jump across your, your backstory a little bit. But I want to touch on it because I, I, I watched some of your content. You're on an interview and you said you were you were 18 years old, you're at some party and people may, asked you to come up and sing and you belted out the song. Everyone loved it. And then you went and then they asked you to do an encore for the host. And then for a third time, they asked you to sing the song. And, you, and I remember you said in that moment there where your resistance is, it's where the gold is. So like, I'm curious because sometimes, you know, someone might be struggling to think like if I, if, if it was so easy to say, this is so easy and flip the switch, you know, why is nothing changing? So what are those first few steps you might ask someone who's, who's not that good at sales to breaking through that resistance? Yeah. Um, so the first 
the first thing you need to ask yourself um, so yeah, just to give people a, a little um, backstory on that. So I was a, a professional singer in a previous life and that's what hitting that resistance got, got me. Um, but when I started my business, Jules, you talked about fear of rejection mm. and it is so real. Um, like I did incredibly well, if I don't say so myself, I did really well in sales for other people. Um, but when I had my own business, I stank at sales Uh because I was, I realized I was making it all about me, my fears, you know, fear of rejection, fear of what people might think, fear of people thinking I'm salesy. So uh, the first thing I would say to people out there is the pain is real. You know, if you're selling something that is dear to you, that feels like it is part of you, we all know how much blood, sweat and tears goes into formulating our own offer, our own gig. And this is, and part of the problem is when people say no, it, it can kind of feel like they're not just saying no to the thing, that it feels like they're saying no to you and the rejection hurts that much deeper. So we're all frightened of that. And, um, and plus we'd like people to like us and especially the people we want to help. Most of the entrepreneurs mm. I know that are in business are there because they actually really do want to help people and they want to make a difference. So we all have this mindset of like, can you please just say yes to me because I can really help you, right? Uh, but please say yes. And I'm, yeah. Great positioning, yeah. Yeah, great positioning. And, and um, but I'm not really, I don't even really want to ask you for the sale. And I certainly don't want to use any tactics on you. I just want you to get it that this is good for you and just say yes. And you know what? If you can do enough storytelling in the sales conversation, oftentimes they will actually volunteer a yes. But when I first started, I had people beating me over the head going, so how does this work? How do we work together? They'd have to kind of ask me on how we could go ahead, right? Um, and what changed for me is I had one woman that I knew I could help. She was going out of business fast. I let her walk away after one objection and I knew I'd let her down. And she would have spent the last few years doing this business for, for absolutely no reason. And so I thought, look, I've got to bring back all my skills. I kind of re-educated myself, spent a ton of money just getting all the best new skills uh, and worked out a process that really worked and a framework that really worked to help people to say yes to themselves and yes to my offer. So yeah, the first thing I want to say is if that's you and you're resisting sales, first you ask yourself why. Is it that fear of thinking that people thinking you're salesy? Is it that fear of what they're going to think is it the fear of rejection if yes the first thing you need to do is uh stop making it all about you uh shock shock yeah. yeah that's it i mean it's it's funny but yeah you're making it all about you you've got to make it all about them if this thing's really going to help them you've got to get out of your own way and help them to see the value, just talk through their own resistance and say yes. So that's the first thing I would say. Yeah. So stop making it all about you and all about them. And sometimes that can be a, a massive hurdle. And like, I just want to circle back because I remember you saying like the fear of rejection, um, that is, there's something definitely I felt when I first started writing emails to my list and was asking sale for my list just by you know, putting out content 
that was just like a how-to tip. And then as soon as I learned how to make it about them and use my story as like an inspirational sort of thing of hope, then that's when started where people were interested in replying to my emails that never happened or interested in clicking and stuff. So curious to know, like, how do you bring down that resistance? So when someone's on a sales call, like what what might be those stories that you tell to someone on that sales call for them to bring down that resistance? Great question. And it's good to also hear about your experience, Jules, and how what's been a game changer for you in your emails. And yeah, I think with everybody, the more we can make it about our customer, you know, their struggles, their pains, and, and really just you start putting on your hat to think and look at everything from their perspective. And that's often what a, the game changer in people's sales. I see it happen with people after, I don't know, the four to six week mark, and all of a sudden everything just clicks in and makes sense. Um, so to answer your question about uh, how to pepper your sales conversations with stories that will help bring down that resistance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the first story that's really good to tell is, you know, after you introduce yourself and you just a tiny bit of chit chat, you know, what's the weather like in London today, wherever it might be that you're talking to someone. Um, then you might say, look, I just want to, I don't know how much you know about me, but I just want to kind of tell you a little backstory about how I got to be sitting here in front of you and then just tell them your your about your why like why you got into business and if you've got a bit of a story about how you got into business um so pretty much I mean starting a business is not an easy thing everybody has got something that has driven them Uh, I mean even if it is just stumbling upon a gap in the market and going oh my gosh why has no one got an answer for this I need this thing now and then they've come out and they've they've made that themselves mm-hmm. uh, or I've got a, a client who is a virtual COO, but she loves puzzles. She loves getting this big messy puzzle, uh, uh, like all these puzzle pieces that the owner has this vision. And then she loves putting it all together and just getting everything organized. And she loves systems and she gets so hyped about it. It's the opposite. She loves, thing. She loves that thing. And, and so telling your story about how you got into doing what you do and why you love it, and who you love helping, that natural effervescence and that natural passion is going to shine through. It's also going to help, as you probably, your audience has heard a ton of times, Julian, it's going mm-hmm. to help that know me, like me, trust me factor uh, because they're seeing a bit of you through your story, through what's important to you, through the you know the passion you have for what you do. So that's the first story. I think it's a really wonderful thing to open up with. Then after that, you want to jump into the the main sales conversation. Um, But another thing that stories are really good for are to answer objections. Um, Let's hear it. I want to hear this. (laughs) Yeah. So, so for instance, uh, like an objection, objection you might get for say coaching or um well what a lot of people are wondering is is this going to work for me right yeah Um, another yeah another thing they might be thinking is i've invested money before and it didn't work for me yeah and another thing they might be thinking is um i've failed before why is this going to be different can i get a result they don't believe in themselves enough right yeah yeah, so true what you're saying because um, that's a distinction that my coach told me when when I was trying to learn copy. I'm just trying to relate with my copy and, and yeah, actual yeah. sales call because I think they're kind of entwined. But 
he told me, he's like, Julian, there, there's two sales you have to make. One is on the actual thing. And then the second one is the, the belief that the person themselves can actually do that. Yes. And, and like what you just said, because so many reasons, like I've been burnt before, maybe it's me. And then if yeah. they've been before a few times, they seem to think maybe it actually is me. And it's, yeah. mm-hmm. those are the stories you need to pull out of from an ideal client. That would be absolutely awesome. So is that the strategy you take? You know, like you find that worst case scenario of, of a client or someone you know who's been in that situation and you retell it? Obviously, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So you can just keep it really simple by telling a story from someone else who was in exactly their position, who had, and preferably in as much detail as possible, they had done course after course, and they hadn't had that handholding, they hadn't had that one-on-one, they hadn't had that tailoring, they hadn't had someone to keep them accountable. And once they got that piece of the puzzle, everything changed for them. Right. So so you just you just want to tell that story in a really simple way, not in a way like, you know, here's a testimonial, let me read it out, but just just in a way that um, once they tell you where they're at, you can say, look, I so hear you. Um, I, you know what? I was just working with a client last year who was in exactly the same position. Like she had done course after course. And that's how you want to bring it in really conversationally. And and it, ha- it kind of happens naturally after a while because, of course, our brain puts it together that you've dealt with someone exactly like them and, and then you can just tell that hero's journey from yep. your client's perspective. And what it does is it helps them subconsciously go, wow, okay, look, that really does sound like me and, yeah, maybe that is really what was missing. And, um, and it ha- helps answer that objection before it comes up. Because the thing is, Julian, you'll probably know this too, uh, but a lot of those particular objections I just spoke about, they oftentimes won't even volunteer those objections at the end of the sales call. Mm, what will actually ha- That's right. And what will happen is they will just go, oh, let me think about it, and then ghost you. <laughs> yes right no no the feeling yeah so anytime someone ghosts you it's usually because there's got there's something that's gone unspoken so if you can like think of yourself almost a little bit like a counselor which i actually studied counseling at uni um you want to just you want to make it a safe place for them to open up talk about themselves and to actually tease out any objections it's okay you know we all have fears resistances we all have you know, you want to know all of that stuff about them and just hold their hand as they talk about it. If they say no, fine. If you can help them, fine. If you can't help them, fine. Mm. But let them get it all out on the table um, as much as possible. Uh, yep. Yeah. So yep. what you're saying is that first, it's it's a really good idea to know those core pillar objections before they're going to actually tell it. And, you know, obviously prepare those stories in advance. So that way, like you said, this is client A. I know we shouldn't be pigeonholing people too much, but this is client A and they fit this false belief. This is client B and they fit this false belief. I've got this story ready. I've got this story ready. You know, when the time comes in the conversation, don't force it, but this is how you insert it. One question, maybe you can give me a bit of on-the-spot coaching. One thing I like to ask is what have you tried before and, and like how, how come it's not worked? Yeah. So what's the question to me? Oh, so, so yeah. So to tease out some of those, you know, like what you just said, you know, you might tell that story. They've been like course after course, but sometimes they don't tell that in the, in the questionnaire or something. So one thing I'll ask is, you know, what have you tried before? And like, what motivated you to come on the call today? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, so what have you tried before? Did it work? Did it not work? Um, have mm. you tried to do this yourself? And how's that going for you? Um, you know, and people go, oh, yeah, it's going pretty well. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool, is it? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Because you want to get underneath the surface, like what is really going on um, and create that desire. Like, yeah, and if they've talked about, what didn't work before, it's going to really help you as a service provider, right? Like if they say, oh, look, I've hired a copywriter before, but his voice just really didn't suit, you know, my voice and I didn't end up using a lot of it. And um, and you go, okay, yeah, gotcha, hear you completely. You know, so can I just tell you a little bit about how I work, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, because, but you want to know that other than me going away from the sales call and going, um, well, Jill seems like a really nice guy. Sure, he's good at what he does. But you know what? I, I have an aversion of working with male copywriters because I don't know if they get my, my voice, mm. you know? Mm. So with you, if you're speaking to a female copywriter, you really do want to ask them, have they used a copywriter before? What kind of, um, how did they feel it went? You know, what was good about it? what wasn't good about it because you want to make sure that you've got the good in spades and you can put that in and also whatever didn't work how can you mitigate that how can you know and guarantee that 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 they are going to get a very different result uh can you show them copy that from you know that's going to answer their question you know but have all of that prepared before you get on that sales call yeah preparation's key totally so like what you said weeding out what was the good what was the bad and, you know, kind of, sh would you be telling the story first and then asking like, hey, would you like to see an example of, of someone else who, who's been in the same position before and, you know, got this result and that's when you show them? Yeah, like I, uh, for you, uh, yeah, like if that was an actual objection, which for me, it would be an objection. Like when I first started, I was so overwhelmed with my first website. There's been three since then. Um, but yeah, just getting someone to do, uh, you know, fix up my copy a bit and stuff. And um, mm -hmm. so look, again, I don't know who your exact client is and your, who your ideal client is, Jules. But for me, um, a lot of female copywriters would get my voice better if I needed copy done for a launch. So that's who I'd naturally go to. Um, but so for me personally, if you said what did work, what didn't work, and you actually, uh, you actually showed some copy like in the Zoom call, and just say, have a read of that and just see if that's kind of the voice you're going for. I could read it and tell you straight away, yes, that's for me or no, it's not. If mm. it's for me, I'd be like, yep, okay, cool. Let's let's do this. Yeah. And, and for the listeners as well, like don't take that to heart because right at the start of this conversation, Kate was saying we all want to be liked and we all want to feel like we don't want to get rejected. So don't take that to heart. Um, you know, ask for some feedback. You're like, okay, so you didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? But don't tonality is everything as well. Be like, hey, so so how can you like it? I'd love to use this as feedback for myself in the future. Yeah. And they'd be really keen to give you that sort of data. So everything's yeah. not a loss. That's right. And data is so key because the fact is you don't want to try and work with everyone. You want to get your niche really down. And uh, you know, if that is female coaches and stuff, you want to be amazing at that. But it could be young guys in business, which are you know absolutely tons of that you might just have it might be super easy for you to go for that niche and that niche alone then you can pretty much say no to half the world they all the the women just you know i mean yeah. as an example not saying that that is you but but if it is then 
Absolutely great. Rejoice. It means that it makes your job easier because it makes your copy more powerful because you're speaking to young guys where they're at, what they're struggling with, knowing you can match their voice, knowing that you're doing launch after successful launch and um, other guys are seeing their testimonials mm. and seeing themselves in those and everything's going to work. Whereas if you're trying to speak to everyone, of course, you're speaking to no one. So, yeah, if anyone says no to you and you're not the right person for them, uh, it's okay. It, it, you know, it's actually a really good thing. It can help you to get narrow your focus. Mm, yes, totally. Really good takeaway there. Hey, Kate, I want to ask you a couple more questions um, towards the end. A bit more of a personal one. So, you know, what what's what's going in your business? Like, what do you what do you want to focus on the next six months? Like, what's that thing that you're going towards? Sure, great question. So, oh my goodness, I am loving my new boot camp. Uh, format so what i'm doing is i'm putting in more one-on-one i'm having small groups so like six to eight people maximum um and everyone gets to know each other really well we do the bulk of the training and then i put the training i kind of you know make the training really fit them Mm -hmm. and their business give them whatever they need like you know help them with their offers you know I've got like a framework that helps them with every part of lead generation and, um, and of course sales. Um, and, uh, so super excited about that. I'm actually going to double the private sessions because I just, you know, people are just loving the private so much. So there's going to be two of those a month plus the um, 90 minute, uh, live training that we do and we get everything done together loving that it's getting amazing results so i'm going to launch that again it's going to be kind of by invitation only that'll be amazing do, do my listeners get an invitation uh yeah look, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm making you uncomfortable don't worry it's all good no that is that is fine um look i uh yes you you do get an invitation just reach out um fill in a form we'll have a chat i'm only going to invite people on that i know are ready for this um it is yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's perfect for people who are just starting out and wanting to get their offer and their sales right from the get-go or if they've been knocking their head against a brick wall, stuff hasn't been happening and they hate sales or they think they hate sales but they just haven't had training. Mm. They're the people it's for. So if you want to apply, just reach out. No, I'd love to talk to you. Um, I'm just about to start filling, uh, filling that program now. So that's I'm super excited about. Yeah. And uh, a new video course, which I'm getting together because video has been a game changer for me. I know a lot of people have a lot of fear around it. I'd love to help them. So I'm putting that course together as well, which will be a Again, one-on-one, um, looking at people's videos, giving them the confidence to put them out there, checking their copy as they do, and helping them with all of that stuff that's holding them back. Like, what tech do they use? What do they speak about? All that stuff. Super excited mm, about that too. Yeah. yeah. Massive overwhelm, I imagine a lot of people would have. Um, and Because I know a lot of my audience might be in that same position, like either creating a boot camp or creating a little course as well. Um, what's that one thing you feel like you need to focus on to help you get over that maybe there's an obstacle in the way or some sort of challenge to help you uh, that's stopping you from getting to that goal right so the people who are creating a course but they haven't they haven't kind of created it yet and they're just waiting like well, is that right well someone might be in the same position as you right like the, the, they're thinking about creating that boot camp like obviously you're a few steps ahead of them so what's that one thing that you're you, that you feel like you need to focus on in order to achieve that result yeah, great question. So if you haven't quite put a, your first program together, it is can be really overwhelming. You're like, how much information do I put in? I don't want to overwhelm them. I want people to get results. And um, so the best thing you can do is just build out a framework that you 
No is going to get people what they want, what they need. So do those client interviews, ask people what they're struggling with, ask them, would you be happier right now to do a short course and get you this one result in this one area? Or would you like to do something that's more like a three or even a six month course that gets you results in all of these areas you've spoken about that you'd like to get results in? Now that's, and then you can also ask them, you know, how much money, um, if I could get you that result, how much money would you be willing to invest? Mm. And that'll help you to work out, do you want to put together a short course or a long course? If it's your first course, usually six weeks is a really good time frame or even four, just keep it easy. Get your first one done. Make sure that it is answering a very specific problem and need, and it is going to get your people that that uh, result, okay? That is the most important thing. And then you just want to use all your problem-solving skills, everything you know to, like, make sure that they get that result. Just ask yourself, how am I going to help people get from where they are, Island A, to where they want to be, which is Island B? Do a brainstorm, put all of that down, then circle the most key points, put it into a training and um, and get going. Yeah, wow, a lot of content dropped there. I'm going to have to recap that at the end of the episode. That's awesome. Hey, Kate, um, wrapping out of time here. So where's the best place for people to find you? And um, I know you gave um, a little bit of a promotion for your, your boot camp, but more welcome. If you've got something else you want to talk about, then yeah, go for it. Sure. Um, so if you want to um, find me, just come and ping me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's my favorite platform. Um, if you're not on it yet, I've also got like a ton of connections. It's a good way for you to get connected to other people because you need to have someone who's connected so you can connect to more people. So just send me a message on LinkedIn. Love to chat to you. Uh, you can also find me on my website. And there is also like um, a really easy like little couple of closing questions that help customers to close themselves so if you're not the most confident closer i'd love to um you know that that's like a free gift i've got on there and obviously you'll then get on my email list and you can just reply to any email i send and say hey kate can we have a chat or hey kate how do you apply for the boot camp and um, i'll come straight back to you i'm all about helping people you know helping people to bring more of that special thing they offer to the world, helping them overcome their resistance and holding their hand all the way. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So I'm going to leave your um, LinkedIn in the description below, and I'm also going to leave your three closing questions to help people close themselves. I love that little hook. Um, Cool. Thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today, Kate. It was a pleasure. It's been fun, Julian. Thanks. See you soon. Oh, call me, call me my name, Julian. A few other guests have been doing that. Oh, absolutely flattered. <laughs> but anyways, hey, hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Kate Hall Lacey. If you want to go find her online, her best place is on LinkedIn. I'm going to leave that in the description below. And if you want to grab her three easy closing questions that lead to a yes, I'm going to leave that in the description below as well. Other than that, you know, if you enjoyed this show, go tell a friend about it. Share the good news because the more people you tell by word of mouth, it's even better than leaving a review in my opinion. Um, other than that, if you do leave a review, even better. But just one will be awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I'll see you on the solo show for Monday. That's it for me. Bye for now.